0: well let's get right into it so we uh, i know we're limited on time uh super suck for the mixtape tour is going to we'll be kicking off in early may with stops all across the u.s and canada including june 22nd at the Scotiabank arena tickets are on sale now at ticketmaster.com new kids on the block we got rick astley on vogue and of course sultan peppa on the bill welcome to the show for the first time ever the man the legend there he is everybody jonathan knight from new kids on the block uh-huh. what's happening legend i don't know about that but i'll take it (laughs) absolute legend stop it now
1: (laughs) yeah complete legend and and canadian ancestry so hey
2: yes yes that is that is my tie uh my both my parents are from canada all my cousins are up there and yep um you know sometimes I wish that they didn't immigrate to America but at the other time I'm glad they did because I would not be coming back to Toronto to perform as a new kid on the block
0: no totally is it weird is it kind of like um like a homecoming in a way like for your folks <laughs> instead of you
2: yeah yeah well you know what it's it's funny that it's nowadays that my cousins and everybody we're all grown up and have our own families it's it is a big family reunion before the show and that's you know, the one time I get to see everybody and connect and, um, it's, it's just great. I mean, cause you know, as a kid, we used to go up to Toronto all the time. So it it's definitely has a home feel. And on top of that, I mean, Toronto is pretty equivalent to Boston for us. When we perform up there, we have the best fans in Toronto and we've Always just had so much support up there that you know we could never do a tour without stopping through Toronto. Yeah.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, I'm also on the air in Montreal and I had so many blockheads hitting me up saying, Jeremy, if you're interviewing any of the boys, like ask them, what what's with No Love from Montreal this time around? What's going on with that? Yeah, yeah that's that's uh
2: that's a logistical thing. It's been <laughs> you know, it's it's so easy to just come and slip up the border into Toronto and get back out not that we want to get yep. back out but yeah <laughs> I mean, you know hopefully next tour we'll be able to add some some, some dates some
1: more, yeah some more dates
2: out, totally out there let me ask well,
1: you this I, I was around when when the new kids on the block were, were exploding and then you, we get into the 90s much like hair metal you know grunge killed sort of hair metal and yep. new kids on the block all of a sudden you became nkotb and you tried to have sort of a more street kind of thing Was that a reaction to like gangster rap or what was your sort of nirvana moment?
2: Well, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, grunge definitely killed pop music. Right. And um, the whole NKOTB thing was there was actually a time where we were separating from our manager. Right. And we kind of wanted more control over you know what songs we recorded. I mean, we had control over the over what we did before, but this time we just had 100 control. And I think that album, uh, the Face the Music album, was was probably one of my favorites because right. it was it was kind of like a breakout. We we were able to spread our wings a little wider and try new things.
1: Hmm. Works out. By the way, when you play when you play Canada, are you going to call yourself Nanook again, to just to be part of? The-
2: <laughs> you know, to this day, we still don't. We still do not know how our manager came up with that that <laughs> name Nanook. Uh-huh. And then, uh, you know, when we when we recorded uh, one of our songs, and we, you know, in the song it says we're the new kids on the block. Uh, then the record company was like, "Oh, let's call you guys New Kids on the Block," and you know, I, to me at the time, it, it that also felt very weird. I'm like, what's going to happen when we're you know, 50 years old, you know, which I am now. And we're still new kids on the block when we've really we've been around that block for many,
1: many years.
0: <laughs> That's great. That's- that's nuts, man. I, I want to throw it back to 1988 with the "Hang Tough" record. Um, Def Leppard's Hysteria" was probably the biggest record of those two years between "Slippery When Wet" and "Hysteria." I mean, you couldn't escape. It. And you listen to the the song "Hang Tough." I always felt like there was a bit of a "Pour Some Sugar on Me" influence on that tune. Is is that? Is, am I hearing any of that?
2: Um. Yeah, I can. I can. I can hear that. I can hear that. Um. You know, of course, I didn't write the song, so I don't know where that inspiration came from.
0: But you're never sitting in the studio, like, oh, t- t- talking to the songwriters. Like, oh, where did you guys come up with this idea? Where did this song idea come from? What's the inspiration behind this?
2: Oh, you know what? It's it's so far behind us. That, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't even remember what I did five years ago. Never mind 30 years ago. Um, you know. We don't, don't have know. any fond
0: memories of being in the studio recording those tracks. Like, I mean, when we...
2: First started we recorded in our producer's house and <laughs> you know those those memories were were awesome because we'd jump on the train we'd go to the studio after school we'd hang out we'd play ping pong cook some food sit around the studio and then you know as our momentum built and we were touring 360 days of the year we actually started recording in hotel rooms and we <laughs> we would take the mattresses off the bed and just kind of make a little sound booth and we would (laughs) just each city we had a day off we just do a little bit more recording it's it's it it was really weird
0: and to be fair i mean a lot of artists are still doing that today because it's like your schedule when you're on the road and you're this constant thirst for new music and content you got to do what you got to
2: do
1: i mean it's easier now
2: luckily, luckily yeah luckily nowadays you know technology set up for that i mean here we are using mattresses and blankets and pillows as soundproofing and uh having to roll in
0: the uh roll in the eight track or 24 tape (laughs) the two track back then right now but talking about the talking about the music though i mean you know there's a lot of artists these days and we interview you know the the old school dudes the new kids and it's just like everybody we always talk about this thing where it's like new music and Paul Stanley of Kiss, he says, well, you know what? We don't really need to record new music. We're more than happy going out there and doing the hits. And then he talked to somebody like Robin Zander from Cheap Trick, and he's like, listen, we're musicians, and music at the end of the day is what we do, and it would just not be worth it for us to not make new music. Um, Uh, How important is new music to new kids on the block?
2: Well, I mean, definitely the hits are enough to fill up a a, a show. But um, at at the same time, you know, you want... To give fans something to look forward to, and um, I mean we've done a, a, a few new albums over the years, mm-hmm. and you know last tour we did a single uh, on our last mixtape tour with with all the artists that are performing, and I mean I I I've been getting uh, emails with you know some some new songs right now, so um, you know we're we're thinking about putting out some new stuff, maybe one or two songs just to bring it into the show and give it a, you know, just a little more upbeat thing because, you know, I will say (laughs) performing the same songs night after night after night that you've been performing for 30 years, Sometimes it can it can get a little stale, so I I always love when we bring in some of the new stuff. You know,
1: like yeah, yeah, and party. I mean,
0: you know, you did house party with you know you had she's uh, voiced to men naughty by nature on there. I, I I would totally love to get a track with you guys and Rick Astley on it. Like that'd be epic. Oh my
1: goodness! An AC/DC and then, oh, cover.
0: Come on! <laughs> yeah. But, hey, you know, talking about music, um, a lot of artists have also been recorded, re-recording their past catalog to kind of freshen up the production and make it a little bit more modern. Would you guys ever consider going to the studio and redoing and recutting those tracks?
2: Um, who's been in your head telling you our secrets? <laughs> because
0: <laughs> we, we, we,
2: have, we have discussed that. Um, you know, I, th- I, th- I think it's a really cool idea. If it, if it comes to light, we'll see.
1: Mm-hmm. Which, which is great. Um, talk to me about uh, maintaining the fan base for so long because when I was in university, that's when you hit and I was telling all the girls there, oh, you know, Alice Cooper and and Def Leppard and Bon Jovi and they were like, no, new kids on the block. And I was like, what the hell? You know, but now I learned to respect it and you've managed to keep them for 30, 40 years. Yeah. What was sort of the, the secret of keeping them because... A lot of pop bands are flashing the pan. You're here today, gone tomorrow.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, What is it? I don't know. I think it's our charm. I think it's our personalities. I think it's, you know, it's it's a lot of things. I mean, I know, uh, you know, a lot of our fans were 14, 15. Some of them were nine. I mean, they were young. I remember being 20 and we'd go to meet and greet and there'd be like these nine-year-old kids and I'm just like, whoa, these are like little babies. So, you know, I, I think I think a lot of the teenage fans were, you know, just first finding out about love and, you know, they were like going through that period where they're like, I'm sexy and I like this guy. And, you know, I, I think, you know, just in human nature, I think, you know, you never really forget your first love. and. I think that has a lot to do with it,
0: maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, totally. Because you always remember your first time at the end of the day. Yeah, that is
1: true. Yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you kind of do. In in terms of uh, moving forward, and you know, you did house party, but you want to get another full album out there. And and like we said before, you know, that's what that's what artists do, but yeah is it important for you to do that because you it is stale as you said but listen fans want to hear the the stuff yeah and
2: i mean you know we are artists and artists love to create so i mean when we do new music i we you know we're still talking about that it could be it could be this year it could be next year it's probably gonna happen this year i don't know if it'll be a full album but um, you know the mixtape tour last time we did uh, '80s Baby' with mm. all the artists, and I I don't know maybe maybe this tour will get you know get Rick Astley and get In Vogue and Salt and Pepper on there, and you know come up with something really special.
0: Talk about the tour a little bit. The mixtape tour kicking off in May. Uh, tickets are on sale now. Ticketmaster.com. Um, talk about the live show a little bit. Are, are you guys performing with a full band, or you just got like the Pro Tools rig playing the tracks, or what, what's the live show like for you guys? Um, I mean, we've done with Pro Tools, and
2: um, you know, we really haven't discussed it now. But it, it's, it's funny how, like you said, technology is is changing the way live shows are performed now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're, you know, just in the early stages of the creative of putting this show together. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, but you know, technology is something really cool right now.
0: Yeah. What's more fun for you though, playing to the laptop or having a real drummer behind you? You know what? I,
2: I like the laptop version. Um, you yeah. know, cause I think a lot of times uh, musicians also get bored. And, you know, I mean, I know there's been times on tour where our song all of a sudden changes and there's this extra drum beats and all this stuff. And you're like, wait a minute, this isn't in our song. you
0: know. <laughs> all of a sudden and you got is- the drummer just going. what kinds of fills
1: going on.
2: Yeah, they just, they go rogue and you have to kind of like wind them back
1: in. Um, just real quick. Uh, I was watching the behind the music. In fact, I watched it twice because it was actually really compelling and really well done. The new one that came out on Paramount+. Yes. Plus. Yep. Uh, your relationship with Maurice Starr, uh, you know, he gave you the fame. You got annoyed with him. You didn't talk for a long time. But now in perspective, do you look back and say, that's a great guy. He got us here. Do you look, nah, son of a bitch. You know, where are you yep. in terms of him?
2: never 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 I mean you know even when we were younger um, you know I, I think lashing out at him uh, I, I you know uh, blaming him for us being on tour for so much um, you know I just think that was our young selves just wanting to to release some anger and Him being like family, I think he got the brunt of it. But, I mean, Maurice is the sweetest guy. Um, I think fame went to his head a little bit when he started, you know, dressing up like a general and all that stuff. But I think, you know, he was recreating the whole Elvis thing.
1: Um, Colonel Parker. Yeah.
2: But, I mean, Maurice is... He's a great guy. I mean, he gave us this amazing career and he worked just as hard as us to get us in the door. I mean, I remember we would take trips to New York and Maurice would carry a boombox and he would just knock on record executives' doors and say, <laughs> I got these five guys. You have to see them. Like in a
1: say anything movie, he's just standing there going, Listen to them. <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> no but it, the <laughs> weird thing is like we, we would be in these record producers uh i remember one time one of the executives had a guy come in to shine his shoes so he's getting his shoes shined while we're performing and he's just you know and it was just oh like my god this is weird damn it was weird. but well, hey I mean, did... definitely definitely you know a lot of hustling back in the day
0: yeah that's incredible, though. I mean, I mean, ad- honestly,
1: anything to really make some noise, right? Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. you know, one one thing, Jeremy, that they had going against them was that they were four or sorry, five white kids because they were trying to do the new edition thing. They were trying to do that corner that mm-hmm. sort of black R&B mark and people would see them walk in and go five white kids, get the hell out of here. Yeah.
2: And, and that's so stupid, because You know, I mean, we were white kids, but we listened to that music back then, you know, and
1: whether you did or not,
2: you had the talent.
1: So who cares?
2: Yeah. Well, we say that today. Right. You know, things were different back then. I mean, you look at all the white kids in America now that are listening to like gangster rap. And it's just. Yeah. You know, we we've come a long way in society of being accepting of everything and and it's okay to like something that's not like
0: you no totally and especially in this day where like pretty much everything is widely accepted i mean unless you're morgan wallen accidentally saying the wrong lyrics of certain songs and then you know you're uh, yeah <laughs> but, well, yeah i was cracking up at one of your instagram photos this week you posted farmhouse fixing before mixtape mixing i thought it was a super creative yeah. caption <laughs> What's going to be happening with the TV show? Are are you going to be bringing that on the road and maybe find some uh, cool spots uh, and tour stops or?
2: No, I, um, no, I'm, I'm actually working on it now. I, I actually just got home from, from doing somebody's kitchen. Um, No, I, I hope to be wrapped up before tour starts because this tour, we have so many dates and I know last, last tour, like I had to fly home on days off to like wrap stuff up. so, this season i am definitely wrapping it all up and slipping from my tv mode into my
0: singing mode and i mean to be fair i mean you're working so hey that's always
1: good yeah (laughs) Yeah, but but it's disappointing because i was gonna have an episode done with my bathroom which really could, you know i could use Hey, maybe I need to talk to my producers, and we'll get uh, a <laughs> come and do a Canadian uh, yeah. Canadian bathroom. Come on, this
0: this Friday on HGTV, Jonathan Knight from New Kids on the Block fixes Mitch Lafon's
1: bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all down for that. Just got a quote on it. They said forty-seven thousand. I went, no, I don't think so. So yeah, yeah, yeah come yeah. on down.
2: It's <laughs> bathrooms, especially. I mean, that's a lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot of work.
0: That's amazing. Well, listen, the mixtape tour featuring new kids on the block. Rick Astley on Vogue and Sultan Peppa, uh, hitting dates across the U.S. and Canada. Uh, Toronto on June 22nd. Going to be hitting the Staples Center. They're doing Dallas. They're doing New York. They're doing Vegas. They're doing everywhere. Ticketmaster.com mm-hmm. to get your tickets and uh, exclusive limited VIP packages are available as well. So if you want to get your photo op, hopefully by then we won't have to do it in, uh, behind the, pe- the plexiglass. So that'll be good. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But, but the way, this is going to be one of the funnest tours of the year. I mean, uh, I, the last guy I saw was Rick Ashley, and he was just terrific in a small club, and it was just fun. as It's just fun. It's fun,
2: yeah. He's, he's such an awesome guy. I'm like, I'm so excited about this tour. It's just going to be such a blast. So everybody go out, get your tickets, come see us in Toronto. It's going to be a big party
0: and the good thing is that rick astley always has a jaeger machine on his rider so if you ever need (laughs) there's always fun backstage in that dressing room that is true that is true
2: oh man
0: all right man well jonathan it was so great to meet you this was awesome we'll have to do this again all right
2: thanks for having me guys we'll see you you. uh july 23rd
0: yeah yeah see you then hey before you go could you cut a could you cut a quick id uh you um you're watching the jeremy white show yes
2: Hey, this is Jonathan Knight, and you're watching The Jeremy White Show.
0: Perfect. Good. Awesome. All right. Thanks a lot. We'll let you go.